This is Mike Sedan, the host of the Crucial Talks podcast, bringing you a short, crucial chat about building capacity through communication. Uh, first, I'm going to apologize for the audio here. I'm actually driving in my car, talking into just an audio recorder, but I want to get my thoughts out while I'm thinking about it, because I'm coming from a meeting where we really had a discussion about how to better respond the things that are going on. Yeah, there are emergency incidents, but I think it applies to a lot of our organizations that want to build capacity. Because we talk about building capacity and the role that capacity has on dealing with bad things happening. And the same thing is is what we're talking about in this meeting, about responding to emergency incidents, getting the right information, and how can we actually build capacity? Because we talk about building capacity all the time, but that how seems to be kind of difficult. Even the why of building capacity is a little bit easier to discuss than the how. That is where things get interesting. So as we were talking about the how, how would we get it done, there were a number of ideas, but you could still poke holes in those ideas on how to be able to respond effectively. And then what would happen if one of the pieces of that puzzle didn't show up? didn't work, didn't make the connection. So the how is is actually the hard part, right? We can even get behind the why. That was pretty clear. We wanted to help people, so there was this why that was, that was based on and at the foundation of everything we were talking about was this notion of why we were doing it, and that brought us back to this superordinate goal that really transcended our different roles, our different organizations, our different missions. And because we were able to do that, because we were able to use a superordinate goal to kind of get behind and get everybody working in the same direction, we started to come up with the how that would work. We were able to think about the superordinate goal of collaborating in order to support our, our customer base, for lack of a better term, that really let us serve them but didn't threaten the existence of the organizations or what the missions of the organizations were or what we stood for. None of those threats were there. So the superordinate goal tended to work to get us all behind the what and the why. So then when we started coming up with the how, what we found was we were able to come up with some ideas that built in redundancy. So this is where the meeting got interesting because the why was pretty clear and we all got behind it. In other words, the superordinate goal of collaborating to better respond to the clients of both of our organizations let us see ourselves as sharing a goal that really transcended our respective organizational identities. It went beyond just what we were supposed to do as an organization and let us think about ways to collaborate. So the how became more simple and became easier to agree upon. And this is what it came down to. By communicating the right information at the right time, we would be able to prevent a slowdown in the services we were providing. In other words, we would remove friction from the system and removing friction improves service. Now this is a lesson you can learn in any organization, whether you're in sales or some other service organization, if you can remove friction, 
that will make your customer base happier because really what people are trying to do in a lot of these things why social media works it's why amazon works because it has removed friction from a lot of the day-to-day -day activities we do it has improved service so even though we talked about the how and we could agree upon them there were a number of scenarios where we could see that communication could easily crumble it was like having a fragile infrastructure and when the system was overtasked the infrastructure could fail. So we came up with ideas to build in redundancy. By figuring out multiple channels of communication, we could see that if one of those links fails, the other one could, could serve that purpose. Basically, we were building in a safety net. It would take two or three communication failures to be in that situation where in the past, maybe one communication failure could cause the infrastructure to crumble. So what would it cost, right? There's always this consideration of return on investment. How much would it cost us? Really, it wouldn't cost us anything but a little time and a little effort. We're only talking an extra minute or two and a little bit of effort to pass information. However, the ROI is huge. We could remove friction from the system. Everyone got the information they needed to be more effective and the actual operators that were dealing with the situation had improved awareness of what was happening and this resulted in increased trust in others that weren't even part of the organization. So in your case, is your organization one that sells something? And if you could build in this redundancy, does your customer base now have more trust in you? In our case, they would because the system wouldn't fail because redundancy was built in for really no extra cost. And the same thing could happen in your organization. So by merely using a free tool we all have access to, that's communication, and by understanding how a superordinate goal can bring down barriers between separate groups, we can build capacity. So I hope you got a little value out of this crucial chat, even though the, the audio might not be as good as you are normally used to. Again, I'll, I'll try to get more of these crucial chats out from probably the best podcast studio in all of West Roseville, California. So keep listening, and if you get a chance, please review and subscribe to the Crucial Talks podcast. I'm really trying to get more of those reviews, those five stars up there, because it really helps. If you can... I'd love it if you could reach out to me via www.crucialtalks.com. I really like hearing from people and conversing with people. And remember, if we want to understand behavior, we need to understand what drives people.